Hello, my name is Carol. And my name is Chris, and this is Afterglow. Afterglow's mission is about serving the collective one episode at a time. Our strongest belief is being able to spread the awareness that we, as a collective, are not alone in this journey called life. These truths include our individual personal stories about battling with mental health, previous addictions, recovery, relationships, finding our higher power, and any other interesting topics along the way. We are not doctors. If you're struggling with mental health issues or addiction, please find professionals that can help you. Let's get started. And this is Afterglow. Hello, everybody. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's Afterglow. This is episode eight, you guys. Episode eight. Yes. Episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys know, uh, we did episode seven, and episode seven was so much fun, and we hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, episode seven was awesome we, we hope you guys enjoyed the video and stuff like that and it was a lot of fun oh my gosh totally i had so much fun doing it you guys and if you've been following me on instagram and watching my stories i have shared that after that episode i mean if you guys have seen it you know that i've shared some deep stuff and i held so much space with myself i even continued moments of like reflection for myself and really honoring and just being with me and I love it so much because Chris just kind of knows me even from afar where he's like let's take a break um and I love that he was holding space for me while I was sharing what I was sharing it's kind of like we're doing the 12 steps like literally on live you know what I mean so it's like we're healing ourselves and we're healing the collective and shining light light in areas that I didn't know I needed light to be shined through and same with Chris so thank you guys so much for that yeah, it's so funny that you say that because um, I've always felt this is almost like therapy for me. You know what I mean? It's like, I guess it's therapeutic, not like I'm in therapy, but it's, um, it is like doing like 12 steps and everything like that. And it's just been great. I mean, every time I do an episode, I just feel so good afterwards. I think it's just because I'm getting everything out off my shoulders. Plus, I just love doing it with you, Carol. And... Um, I just love doing it because we have you guys to listen to it and I know you guys are all enjoying it and, uh, it's been an adventure. It's been really cool. And I just ever, I mean, what we started this in September 
and I just, um, I feel like we're all growing together. I know. Isn't that tender, you guys? I love this so much for us. Um, it was just so interesting, too, because, like, you know, we've mentioned that it was the episode seven. It's the year seven. There was, like, a lot of seven, seven, sevens coming up for us. And so the next day, I, or not even the next day, a few days after, I went and I got a, um, well, it was the day after we uploaded the video and there was just more confirmation. And so I was like, Chris, I'm going to go buy a lotto ticket or a scratcher. And I don't do that. Normally, that's not my thing. Um, and so I told myself, if I find a scratcher that has sevens on it, I'm totally getting it. And you guys, I totally won money. Um, I spent $10 and got uh, 35 back. So yeah. I would say, yeah, that was a win. It, it wasn't nothing huge, but the fact that I still gained money on a 777 lotto ticket means a lot. So hi, seven, and hello to episode eight. Episode eight. I know that was such a weird day. Like the synchronicities that were just like coming through that day like it was a it was a full moon when we posted the video and we finally up got it uploaded on youtube and stuff and then like all day you guys it was just if you watched our like facebook stories or instagram stories it was just like all day it was just super weird um the shania twain thing still freaked me out if you guys don't know so <laughs> i can like get put it in a nutshell but um Carol and I were just messaging each other all day and like we kept seeing, uh, you know, angel numbers and then just all these things were just kept happening. Synchronicities happening. We we're just like, what's going on today? And, you know, like my husband and I were like cleaning the house or just putzing around the house and I just felt like listening to music. And like right now in the moment, I'm kind of like really into like 80s, 90s, but like only the hits. And then I'm even going like 60s, 70s and like mm. old, like old school music. And Shania Twain, um, what's the, I have to pull up the song, but Shania, Shania Twain came on and it played like three times. And my husband's like, this song is played three times here. Like, why does it keep playing the song? I'm like, I don't know. Skip finally. We listened to it twice. And then the third time I was like, let's just skip it. Uh, come to find out, Carol, you want to enlighten us what happened? Yes. So again, if you guys know, I love the number three. So there's that connection with Chris. Um, so if you guys watch the video, um, we talk about ancestor work, right? We talk about my mom and all this stuff. And I've just been feeling like my mom is just like coming through even like a lot more now that I've been taking this journey of healing and stuff like that. So back to the Shania Twain song. My mom and I used to jam out to Shania Twain and we used to travel a lot. We would just be in the car and all that stuff. And just throughout the entire day, again, what Chris mentioned, like the angel numbers and everything. And I was, um, I went to hold space at a restaurant with my husband and I was just sitting there and we just had church and all this stuff. Um, and I'm like, I, I was like, wait, what is going on? And Shania Twain, the same song that Christopher was listening to was, was, coming through and I'm like I can't right now <laughs> like what is happening it was just a trip so yeah. yeah it was just so weird because she's like I think my mom has been like connecting with you all day and um I was at the restaurant and I just felt her presence there and the Shania Twain came song came on and it used to be your favorite song and I just kind of felt like oh she's here and I was like you're 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 lying right 
Like, she goes, why? What do you mean? Or whatever. And I was just like, that song played three times at my house today. <laughs> and we were just like, whoa. Like, I mean, you guys all know Carol's in Arizona. I'm in, you know, and here in Georgia. It was just super strange. And I was just like, yeah. So I definitely felt like your mom was definitely coming through to both of us and giving us our blessings on just this podcast and our journey spiritually evolving together and stuff like that so it was a really touching moment for carol and i for sure yeah it was it was like my breath was taken away and everywhere i went i mean it was just even to the point where i went and got dog food and the total was 84 84 and it knocked me down like i you know i i shared it on my story how i was a little bit shaking because i was like what is happening like what mm -hmm. so it was beautiful and i love that we had that that moment together and i will always cherish that like tender i love that for yeah us. yeah that was a great that was a great day i loved it too <sighs> uh, so yes. so uh episode eight so we're gonna be getting into um carol's planned out this really good episode for all of us <laughs> and um we're really excited for to jump into all of this we're gonna be talking on some very interesting subjects and kind of getting into like a little bit of our personal life a little bit and then dabbing into um, personal opinions and everything like that. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's going to be good. You guys, like, again, more like Chris said, like, just, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be deep. And um, I hope from this episode that you take something as usual, like we say, I hope you take something from this and learn from it. Um, if it resonates, um, you know, I really want to challenge my listener, our listeners that really pay attention to your body, right? Like, how are you reacting to certain topics that we're sharing? Are you angry? Are you mad? Are you sad? Are you happy? Is it attracting? Is it what have you like really tap into those feelings and ask yourself when you give yourself a moment of reflection, like, why? Why is it that it feels that way? Is there something that you need to hold space with yourself? Is there something there? Is there a calling that is asking you to look within and be like, oh, I didn't know I needed to um, honor thyself in this way, either letting something go from the past or maybe letting a behavior go or what have you. Um, again, any emotion, it's just a, it's just information that is needing to be in motion. So you know, I've shared before, like I have been a suppressor and I'm working through my emotions. So I think this would be a good little challenge for our listeners while we share what we're going to share on episode eight. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is like um, there's a few episodes that I've gone back and listened to. And some of it was like kind of hard for me to listen to just because I've like I, sh I shared so much information that it was like I was very vulnerable and I shared um some stuff with you guys and especially episode six was kind of hard for me to um go back and listen to i mean like like i said before like i've healed from it it's in the past but it's like that door was opened and then of course it's closed again but i opened that door with the world and the internet and stuff like that and i'm like oh my gosh i can't believe i said that but and i'm happy i did and um so I'm, what I'm trying to say is like our point across is like we're being very brave mm. by putting all of this information on the internet. And I hope you guys are getting something out of it. And I'm sure you are since you guys are keep listening and everything like that. And the feedback is 
awesome. I love it. I love getting the messages all the time and questions and stuff like that. And it's great. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and get started. Yes. Um, really quick before we get into our topics, I told Chris I wanted to do a little, you know, a reflection question. Oh, um, these, these are fun. <laughs> these are fun, especially because I, um, I don't tell him what, what questions we're going to do. <laughs> so let me see. It's always, I'm, I'm always in the hot seat. Let's do yep. it. Okay. So <laughs> what the question is, what are your top priorities and do you treat them accordingly? My top priorities. Um, what are my priorities right now? To be honest, uh, my priorities at the moment are to be happy, to be honest. And um, my priority right now is not drinking. And as you guys, some of you guys, oh, you guys don't even know, but if you've been following my Instagram and stuff like that, um, I'm doing a, uh, just a cleanse. They do it every few years or whatever, but I'm going to not drink for 45 days, um, 46 actually, but the reason is, is because I'm going back to Iowa to visit my friends and stuff like that. And I figured I can have a cocktail then, but I'm just taking a few weeks off. Like I want at least more than a month off. So my priority right now is to be happy, um, not drinking, which has um, been pretty, pretty good. We can touch on that later in the episode. And I would say my priority is honestly taking care of my home. Like I'm very, very, I take pride in what I've done. So um, I would say I'm, you can even ask Joshua, my husband, if somebody comes to visit, this place better look like fucking Disney on ice. God damn it. I want. <laughs> Disney on ice. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. I want, I want everything perfectly in its place. I want it to be immaculate and clean. Um, like the princess of freaking Egypt is coming over and I want it to look phenomenal. And like, I, I maintain that I maintain my space and like friends that come over to my home, they're like, it's always so clean in here. Always looks so nice. And I'm like, it's so dirty. Like, what are you talking about? They're like, you're a nutcase. You know what I mean? But. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I guess, should we bring our ice skates when we come visit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, I think uh, George is a little warm for that now. I guess I can't say Disney on ice anymore, right? <laughs> Not in the Midwest. <laughs> I just thought that was so cute. <laughs> Tender. Um, so, yeah, I would say, like, my those are my priorities. Um, I think right now it's just maintaining a healthy lifestyle. And, I love that. And, uh, yeah, so uh, that's my priorities right now. What about you? What are your priorities? Oh, man. My priorities is just keeping myself accountable, like radical accountable for myself, um, which is – just making sure I'm being healthier on me. And that goes with like my thoughts, right? Just like making sure if I, cause I can be an overthinker, you know, I think yeah. that's the ADHD. Um, it's just having all those like freaking multiple windows open and having, I don't know how many meetings I'm having with myself, like, <laughs> hello. Um, mm -hmm. And so just, yeah, I just really want to, yeah, my top priority is, just taking care of myself, you know, like really making sure I'm filling myself up, continuing to do that because, you know, we've shared in previous episodes that 
um, they're, they're, I can go down a spiral of like letting myself go. And I'm like, I'm not doing that this th- anymore. Like, so my type priority is me, myself and I right now. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel the same way. You know what I mean? I'm just like, just trying to keep my top priority is keeping my shit together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, and, and uh, yeah. yeah. And I think too, not to interrupt you, but like peace, just being in my peace. Peace and and happiness. Yes. Love that for us. Hmm. So any other uh, hot seat questions for our listeners? That's it for now. Maybe one when we have a break. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead. And today we're going to be talking about um, Carol, you want to kick it off? Yes. Um, of course I do. Um, so yeah, like Chris said, I've made some notes about what I want to talk about in episode eight. Um, it definitely has to tie in with episode seven. So, you know, I shared some really deep, deep, deep stuff about jumping into relationships, right? Where that's that codependency of filling a void when um, certain individuals such as myself have have done this before. It's like where we jump into a relationship and not really healing. Um And so I shared in the previous episode that I had three relationships growing up in high school and I never quite healed. Um, I would just jump into the next thing. Now, I didn't share this on episode seven, but my biggest heartache was when I lost my mother. I lost my mom at a very young age. I was 14. I did not have the resources or the tools to grieve healthy. I just suppressed it. Um, and I made a promise to myself that I would never, ever feel that heartache ever again. Well, I had my first boyfriend and I, instead of allowing people to get close to me, I would just jump away and I jumped into another relationship without even really allowing myself to heal or be, um, and then again, same thing, this person, this individual was, a, you know, again, these, these guys, they were so nice to me. And then here I am would bring my chaos into another relationship um, and then just, you know, start drama or start whatever, um, because I didn't know how to handle myself. I didn't know how to handle my nervous system or any of that stuff or again, grief. And so then they would try to get close to me and I'd jump into another one. Um, so this is what we're kind of going into is. We're going to talk about what that looks like and why it's not a good idea. Um, But kind of going back to what I was saying, like my third boyfriend that actually broke up with me, he was the first one that broke up with me. That was that was hard because I really, really I loved all my boyfriends. They played a special gift and place in my heart. But my third one really broke me like that was like the first heartache I ever experienced after my mom passed away. And that sucked. Mm -hmm. Um, But I finally moved on. I got my closure from that um, within myself, which again, we talked about that in episode seven of just holding that space. Um, But yeah, so we're just going to talk more about what that looks like and why it is not a good idea. So I kind of already shared what that kind of looked like with me, but um, what about you, Chris? What is your experience? So first off, what I would like to call this is called serial monogamy. So serial monogamy is basically jumping into relationship, relationship, relationship. And um, I mean, I can be, I'm going to be honest with you guys. There was at some point in my life that I was kind of like doing the same and um, I was always with somebody, but, and then like when I was with, someone I was actually with them for quite a while but it's just like 
Um, I didn't really take time to um, heal, just like you were saying, up until um, it was after my ex, um, before I met Josh. And so I took about a year and a half, two years off from dating and stuff like that. And that's when I really, because that, that whole thing is, I've talked about in previous episodes, that was like that drug addictions and all of that bullshit I went through was with this individual. And after that, I went to rehab and all that stuff. That's when I learned how to heal and everything like that. But serial monogamy, in my opinion, is when someone is constantly has to be in a relationship with somebody, they're just taking up their baggage and just literally you're just taking all of your shit and knocking on that front door with a U-Haul. I'm like, hello, I'm just moving right in. With, <laughs> and here's all of my emotional trauma, childhood bullshit and all that stuff. And you're not literally working on yourself. You're just literally – and you're, people – are going into these relationships and just wondering why is this always happening? Why am I not finding true love? Um, why is every relationship I'm jumping into the same as the other one? Well, mm. in my opinion, is because you are carrying all your shit with you with it, and then everybody, the relationship is just it's on repeat. You right. know what I mean? So that's my point on serial monogamy and um, everything like that. Um, personally, like I said, I took some time off from dating. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was still like sleeping with guys and stuff like that. Um, hooking up with people and, um, but I just did no boyfriends. So I was just like, absolutely not. Um, but I made that clear, you know what I mean? While I was, you know, with an individual and just like, Hey, just so you know, this is, this is just this and it's nothing further than that just because I myself am in recovery with in my own way of getting over somebody and my past addictions and everything like that. So I think it's very healthy for an individual and they I think it's mandatory for somebody to get out of a relationship and then fall in love with yourself. We talked about this in like episode two, three, four, five, you know what I mean? Like you need to um, heal and learn to love yourself and, you know, close those past doors and, but, you know, do it in a healthy way and get over it. But therapy, you know, and all of that good stuff. It's, it's hard. It's going to be hard to do, but it's, you know what I mean? You can't love anybody else unless you love yourself. Right. And I think, too, just realizing that a tribe is so important while you're going through this. I mean, you can do it alone, but it's 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 a struggle. Um, I just think it's important to have that. Those oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like friends are friends are there for a reason. And to be with a having friends by your side while you're going through this stuff is like the only way I can imagine doing it alone. I don't think you can. No. And I think you need the friends that are going to tell you the things that you don't want to hear 100%, you know, that are going to like call you out on your shit. Um, mm -hmm. You know, yes. because if, if you have people in your life that are telling you things that you do want to hear, they're probably not your friends. Um, there's something going on. Right. Um, I love when people are just 100% honest with me, like, hey, you're doing this behavior, blah, 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 
or just holding me accountable, you know? And again, what I've shared in all the other episodes is like, I am in a 12 step program. I go to celebrate recovery. I have the people that I share what I share with them. Um, and they'll, they'll, they'll call me out in a gentle way where they're just like, okay, you've shared this before. Um, so let's hold space with it, you know, or what's going on, you know, or, um, I have a girlfriend who called me out on my shit one time. She's like, ah, you're putting an expectation on something or someone like, let's not do that. Remember when you put an expectation on someone, you go into resentment and I'm like, dang it, she's so true. So that's where I learned about having zero expectations is just like going back to what we shared in episode seven. It's not anyone else's job to fix me or save me or heal me. It's my responsibility as an adult to do so. Um, also like I do have a couple of friends who like, who are in their healing stages and I love that for them. But I also want to remind people that you're not going to be 100% healed from stuff, right? Because I have, I do know a person that's like, I'm 100% healed. I'm like, mm, you might have some things that you're unaware of. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think when we pass a pass away and we go to the other side, that's when we come become healed, in my opinion, in my perspective or my understanding. <laughs> That makes sense. Absolutely. Like nobody's like a thousand percent like no, healed. You know what I, I mean? But I think if you're repeating the same pattern, then then we need to there's a lesson here. Um, but I but my friends who are like single as fuck, like I mean, they're just like not I mean, they've been single for a long time where I'm like, hey, maybe it's time to go date or something. And I you know, it is scary because I think um just you know and i get it the past they have a past but when you are in a relationship with someone new there's going to be some stuff that is going to be triggering because that is our yin and yang right like if you want to know what you need to heal from that you're not aware of get in a relationship or start dating and be like oh i didn't realize i needed to hold space with that like you know what i'm saying if that makes sense right totally 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 does make sense and uh, i mean like when you're ready then it's ready you know what i mean um don't rush anything don't push anything out you know what i mean don't be like oh well i guess i've been single for five years it's time for me to get it out there but i don't feel like i'm ready then don't do it, but you know, eventually do it. Like it's going to feel good. Everybody needs like human touch and contact and exchange. And so everybody wants somebody to love. Right. And, I think that, and I think that's important to have. And, um, but yeah, I just think, uh, serial monogamy just, it bugs the shit out of me. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. You guys, like I'm going to be straight up honest. Like I always see like people I'm friends with like on Facebook or whatever. And it's like in a relationship. And then like, all of a sudden, like two months later, I don't see any photos or whatever the case may be. And I go and look at single and then like a week later in a relationship or <laughs> like I, I've seen people like uh, married and then like two months later divorced. I'm like, whoa, like what? Like, <laughs> like I'm so confused, but I'm like, you need therapy is what I always say. I'm just like, you need to take a break and stop. Like what a heartbreaker. <laughs> like, I know, I know. But I'm and just like, I don't know. I just can't. I, I'm like, oh, like, just take a year off at least or six months maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and here's the thing too. It's like I've seen, I've, I've been seeing a lot or hearing a lot of people that are like, 
I want a husband. And I'm like, but why? Like, and, and they're saying it out loud. Like they're like, they're putting it out there on the Instagram or Facebook. Like I'm my husband, my husband, I'm, I'm wanting a husband. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, let me just say that there's nothing wrong with having that connection or wanting to be with someone. But for, but again, like what is it that certain people are seeking? And it's not just a husband, it's a wife or whatever, right? The case may be like, um, some people are like, I just really want to be in a relationship. Why? Like, baby, like, what is it that you need? And, you know, like, that's why I love that Miley Cyrus song right now, the flower song, because you should always- So popular. So oh, it's, I, girl, it's, girl, oh, it's, it's girl. really no. good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It, it's such a powerful song. Like, you should always be, date yourself. Like, go buy yourself the flowers. Go take yourself on that me date. Go embody how you want to be in a relationship, right? That's what I tell my friends. Like, if you're single and you should, and you should continue this for sure, even if you're in a relationship, if you're single in a relationship, you're married, act and embody how you want to be treated, right? Like, because I, I have done this where I'm like, well, he's not doing this for me or he's not doing that for me. That's an expectation that I'm placing on somebody like, well, then go do it for yourself. It's, it's going it's, it's showing people how you want to be treated. Right. Like that's mm -hmm. it. Like I have some girlfriends who are just like, and they have every right to vent, right. We're human. We get to vent. We get to express. It's just like some people are like, well, he never does this or he never does that. And I'm like, well, why are you like, what, what's happening? Like, how are you approaching it or what have you? So anyways, going off topic, but just again, like embody how you want to be in a relationship embody how you want to be treated because then you're going to attract that person um and kind of going back to what we've shared before manifestation don't manifest a specific person you know what i mean like manifest mm -hmm. the the attribute <clears throat> you want manifest how yes. they don't manifest like oh there's this guy that i like or girl that i like and i'm going to manifest that's free will like you can't make people fall in love with you right no and, no yeah yeah like that's the wrong if you've guys seen aladdin where he's like i can't make people fall in love with you you know like you just can't. I'm, I'm like totally thinking of practical magic like y'all see what happens when you make someone fall in love with you you're gonna get a dead zombie spiritual boyfriend come back from the dead <laughs> 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 where did personality go oh i don't know maybe because you you're projecting your personality on the person that doesn't have one so stop doing that <laughs> so when um yeah like I, well when joshua and i were um looking for a boyfriend this is like a couple years ago and we um we basically we were like at the bar and we we're just having cocktails and talking about the subject and I happened to have like my um, book of shadows with me and I was like, let's write down like um, what we want to find in individual. And, and I would be like, but we can't be like specific on like the way he looks. Like we have to be mm -hmm. talking about like, he has to have a great, like he has to have a great personality as into like, I forgot what we put down. I have it written down, but I was like, he has to be really good at karaoke, I think was one of them. <laughs> um, he like he has to love to sing 
or he, you know, has, I was like, of course has a job, doesn't live with his mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. And then like, I think we ended up dating a person for a little bit and it was like kind of like very similar of what we wrote down and it's the point of manifestation. That's what we did. And um, it was just kind of fun, but that we did that together. And, uh, but that's what I, that's what Carol's talking about to do. And um, that's how you're going to find that one true someone. And it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. And it's the fun part about doing this in a healthy way is this person's going to eventually cross your path. And it's going to be like, I never thought I would be with somebody that looks like this. But, but, and then like they hit all of like 10, 10, 10, 10. He's a 10. You know what I mean? And so I think, yeah. uh, I think that's the way to do it if you are looking for love. Yeah. And I think be a little open-minded too. Like Chris said, like, I think we can be a little bit, I don't know, again, having high expectations, I guess is what I'm, is where I'm going at. It's like some people are like, he has to be tall and he has to be this way. And I'm like, okay, well, that's cool too. But like, what about, don't you want to like have like a buffet of like different types? You know, I think that'd be fun is, is if I were ever to be single, um, I would be like, well, I want to try this. I'm going to try that, you know, try this in a healthy manner, right? Like, yeah, you don't go down like codependency again, but like, how do you know what kind of person you like if you don't try it, right? Like, exactly, get out there and try. Like, maybe, maybe you like, who knew that maybe you'd like a doctor, or maybe who knew you liked somebody that was a plumber? I mean, you guys, we were, <laughs> we were just sharing a story about a plumber outside of this podcast. So I had to throw that in there to make Chris laugh. Uh, <laughs> and for the record, it was Carol's experience, not mine. <laughs> uh, ooh, maybe I'll share it. It's funny, but um, <laughs> nothing happened with a plumber. I mean, anywho, squirrel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. But I think, like, also, like, going back on the subject of, like, serial monogamy, I think also it's not just, like, I think sometimes, like, people get the honeymoon phase. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, like, the honeymoon phase happens. Everybody knows what the honeymoon phase is. It's, like, when you first start dating somebody, mm. you're com- you're completely infatuated. You guys are just, like, you know, all over each other and just, like, the text messages, the hearts and the and emojis. The- yeah, and then yeah, all of that stuff. And I think why people are also like doing serial monogamy, jumping out of one relationship to the other is because eventually, this is my theory on it, but eventually the honeymoon phase is over. And there's like, oh, well, I'm bored. Uh, on to the next type of situation. Right. You know what I mean? I, they're addicted to that honeymoon phase and they're just like, okay, I'm bored now. I want to go to be with somebody else. And then that honeymoon phase happens again. That's like, that's what they're assuming what perfect love is like. And it has to be like that all the time. <laughs> well, for being somebody that's married for eight years now, I'm, I got some news for you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't perfect. <laughs> it ain't perfect. It's not all freaking unicorns and rainbows. And it's no. more like farts on the couch watching TV <laughs> and ordering takeout. <laughs> oh my god. First of all, it's 11:11 here in Phoenix. Make a wish. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um but yeah, I mean, so what you're saying is the honeymoon phase. It is another addiction, right? And and a lot of people you know, a long time one of our first episodes we were talking about how people are like, "Oh, I don't have an 
an addiction. Uh, okay. Um, it doesn't have to be a substance. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It doesn't have to be pornography. It doesn't have to be whatever we've shared. It could be peanut butter and jelly. Um, but the love addiction. Yeah, that's a thing. That is a real thing. Um, and I don't know. I, I feel like, like just wait for the three months to pass. You know what I mean? Here's the thing too. Don't tell people what you don't like right? Don't tell people you don't want to be cheated on or you don't want to be abused or that you don't want to don't don't whatever. Just don't even tell them and let them show you what they are. And then you'll be like, "Uh, next, you know, like you're showing me your true color. Don't give them this like rule book or playlist or not playlist, but playbook of like how you what what you don't like, because guess what? They're going to they're going to make sure that they don't do it until they trap you. So, uh, yeah hashtag let them let them let let them show you let them we were just talking about that episode seven let them show you let them let them be themselves let them just let them yeah yeah don't uh yeah and it yeah you guys this this conversation is uh i love it so freaking much um I guess too, you know, I'm just going back to holding space with myself and realizing what I know now. It's like, mm, I wish I didn't play house so soon with um, previous relationships, right? Like, I wish I would have just, again, let them, like, let them, like, okay, you know, like, you can't afford something. Well, then figure it out, you know, because I've been in relationships where I paid for everything and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, Carol, no, 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 no. That's a red yeah. flag. Don't do yeah. that. Don't. That's again, that's codependency. That's fixing and trying to save a situation that is not my responsibility. If you are seeing someone that just can't afford anything, well, then let them, let them go figure it out. Go get a second job, go pay, for, you know, like, no, um, you are not we are not as an individual, as a person that is with somebody, you are not their caretaker, right? You're not their response. You're not responsible for their own self. I ain't your mommy. I ain't your daddy. Pick up your shit and your mess. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but like what Chris said, like I, you guys, like it is marriage is not easy. It's not pretty. It's not, there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of like, um, love and patience and, and just trusting. And, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's moments where you're just like, I want to give up. Right. But then why like try, Mm -hmm. try to fix it. And absolutely. And I mean, and there is like beautiful parts of marriage too. You know what I mean? Scare people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's not scare everybody. There are a lot of beautiful things about marriage and everything, but there are it's downs and ups and downs and stuff like that. And, um, like I okay, so since we're talking about marriage, I uh, Josh and I were actually on seven years married. Eight years will be in October, but um, so we just are on our seventh year marriage. There's that seven. Yeah, seven. Yep. And then so everybody, I got so scared of our seven year because I don't know if everybody's heard about this. It's the seven year itch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Everybody I've known that's been in a marriage longer than seven years are like, oh, like, how long have you guys been together? I'm like, oh, seven years. And even my sister's like, oh, seven years is coming up. That's a little rough. And I was just like, what's going on? Like, why? And then I just hear all the horror stories about seven year. 
Um, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like dreading it. And then so far it's been really good. You know what I mean? I mean, we do have our ups and downs and everything like that, but I'm not going to give detail about everything, but how it's going and stuff like that. But there is that seven years. So not everything is perfect. I'm trying to say. Right. Um, but yeah, I think just from my perspective of what I've seen, I think you and Josh do such a good job at coming back to center. Right. I think that's what it, what it comes down to. It's that that yin and yang energy that I was mentioning earlier. Like, Oh, we are night and day. Those of you guys that know us personally, like I, Josh is day. I'm night. Like, and it, I mean, he's a Leo. I'm an Aquarius and uh, Leo. If you guys know <clears throat> the astrology calendar calendar, Leo's and Aquarians are completely opposite from each other. But from what I've read and stuff like that, it's one of the two signs that are one of the two signs that actually are opposites that do get along with each other very well because um, air, you know, feeds fire. So I'm always like rooting him on and like, yeah, you could do better. Like we can do this. You know what I mean? Like, and um, I'm always like doing that with him, but it is the yin and yang definitely energy. Love. I love, love, love that. I Ooh, my husband is a Virgo and I'm a Capricorn, so we're both earth signed. So it can be a little bit earth shattering at times, you know what I mean? Because we're both stubborn, um, which is which is interesting because then we can call each other out. But like me and Mike, we're, I believe, like we, we have opposite stuff, you know, because they always say like opposites attract, right? Yeah. Um, because it's like, I am, I guess, considered like this, like earth child, like vibes and all this stuff. And there's just stuff that my husband, I'm just like, whoa, that's a little like, wow, you know, but that's what makes it work. Right. It's like, again, night and day, yin and yang. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I love that if you guys don't even, if you guys don't, aren't aware that Chris and his, um, his husband, they're, they're in an open relationship, open marriage. So I think that's so interesting um, because I don't know if I could do something like that, which I honor you guys for. I am a kind of, I'm always a little envious and just like intrigued. Um, but I guess that kind of, we can talk about that later, but um, about like Chris's story and how they make that work. But it's, it's fun. Yes. I love that. He just says it right off. It's fun. It's fun. And then it. at the same time, it's complicated. Sure. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I love it. We're going to ease into that. Um, let's just, we're, I feel like we're going woo, 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 all, a little bit all over. Um, we always do. Since we're talking about, um, we will definitely get on that subject here in just a minute. We're just going to keep you guys tuned in. Coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, I, what I want to talk about, though, since we're talking about serial monogamy, Carol, like, what are your thoughts like um, sex on the first date? Oh, my gosh. So, obviously, this is going to be challenging for me to talk about because I've been in, you know, in a marriage for a while now. But, like, if, again, if I were to be single – sex on the first date knowing what I know now it would probably be a no for me um I mean it depends right because again I can't really it's hard for me to say because I'm not in that space but I feel like it would be a no for me because it's such a sacred thing for me like it's very special and it's a very connective kind of energy for me that I know 
that a lot of people wouldn't be on the same page. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. um, I just think, yes, we're all sexual human beings. And I feel like sometimes that sex can get in the way of clarity. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially if you're like one person who's like, oh, I love connection. And like, this is sacred to me. This means something to me. And then the other end, like that individual doesn't have the same. They just want to fuck you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, right. It's almost like, um, like lust, not love. Yeah. And I know previously in my past relationships, it was like, I should have not put myself in a situation where I had sex right away. Um, I should have just like got to know them and what have you. But again, I was a teenager, you know, like we don't know these kind of things. Like, um, but I would just be like, for me, I'd be like, Oh, likes me like we had sex together we slept together he enjoys me (laughs) uh of course he enjoys you because you gave the you know what like you gave the you gave the uni real up real quick you gave your kitty cat away how tender of you you know like no shit like of course he's gonna be like of course i like you i bet you do um (laughs) So, yes, that would be a no for me. I think, okay, so for me, okay, I'm trying to think. I'm just like, now that you're, like, talking about all of this, I'm like, hmm, I'm, like, pondering about it. Like, what, (laughs) like, I probably would question it. But, okay, I think what I would do (laughs) if I was single and if I was dating, going on first date, I think I would know, I think everybody knows on the first date, you you have to know like right off the bat, would I see this person again? Sure. So I think I would be like, Oh, I, I think I would know right off the bat, like, Oh, I would totally just only fuck this guy. <laughs> and then like, just that would, that's all it would be. Or I'm just like, Ooh, I really like this guy. And then I would hold out. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Makes so, sense. yeah. So I, I would feel the vibe of this individual and just be like, ah, he's just, he's a fuck boy for me. <laughs> God, I sound so bad. Everybody's like, stay the fuck away from Chris. He is toxic. <laughs> Don't go no, on a date with Chris. No, but you're being authentic, right? Yeah, like- but I, I think I just, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. Like, I'm just like, and I think like you would feel the, everybody has that connection and vibe. You guys are vibing off each other. You guys are feeling each other's energy. Obviously this person, if I'm deciding on this, is feeling also the same way. Yeah, I don't see. But I would like ask. I would like. I'm the type of person like this is going really well. I'd like to see you again. And but if there's like right off the back flirting, touching, you know, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like You're being sexual. Reciprocated. Yeah, like the there's energy. like you, yeah, you guys are both like just can't keep. You guys are all touchy touchy feely oh. feely or whatever already. <laughs> and I'd be like, obviously, it's just sex. You know what I mean? Yes. Is what I would probably get it as. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think too, there should be that open communication. Like, what is this? Are we just fucking? Like absolutely. Like, why can't you just be honest with people? Because sometimes I've heard situations where I'm with my single friends where I'm like, I don't understand why you can't just say we're fucking or this is a situation ship or like, I don't want a relationship. Like I like you, but like, I'm not going to be, I'm not, I'm not looking for a relationship. Just say it. Like, I don't understand why that's a problem because it's like, 
I've had, again, so many girlfriends tell me like, oh, this guy is like wishy-washy or whatever. I'm like, he's a red flag, like dump, like leave him. Like he's not, he, he can't even give you the bare minimum. Like if somebody can't give you the bare minimum, which is taking you on a date, planning the date, picking you up, texting you or reciprocating that energy that like you want a, you want a relationship, then he's, then he or she or whatever is a red flag. Hashtag you know trash. <laughs> hashtag vomit like yeah I, I mean i don't know and, and i feel like there's so many girls that get in situation not even girls just individuals that get in situations where they're just like again like i don't they they attract these fuck boys like see here i'm totally on the same page with you where it's like why don't these fuck boys go for fuck girls like stop attaching or even not even fuck boys but just mm, yeah like, what is that like what is it with those people that are like oh i want to have i want to have um a, i don't know i saw a tiktok that made me laugh it was like the fuck boys that are just like trying to scout for somebody but they're always scouting the ones that are like <laughs> ambitious fucking... career driven yeah. self-healed in yep. therapy yep. <laughs> And they want a relationship, but they won't commit to them. Then go- that is so fucking true. It is. Oh my god! Like, why isn't it the fuck boy going for the fuck girl? Like, that's the situation you want, but you're chasing, or not even chasing. You're trying to go for the girl that clearly is like, I want to be in a committed relationship, and I'm healing, and I'm doing well, and I'm eating my acai bowl, and I'm doing all the healthy wellness shit. But you're trying to like take my shit. Like, what is that? Like, what? And- energy vampires i know like i don't get it like what happened you know what i mean like i'm i'm just i'm just getting a vision right right in my head right now like zombie hot hot zombie fuck boys just want to eat your brains and suck your soul oh my god it's totally like it's totally true blood true blood eric yeah you know like hi sky daddy Oh, yeah. He is super hot. Oh, my God. He was toxic as fuck. Like, poor Suki. Yeah. I just I just cherish the episode where him and Bill, like, totally were naked together. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Like, why? Like, why? Like, here's my thing. Go be in nature. All right? Don't leave that little, that that amazing, hot, wellness chick alone okay hi (laughs) hi i'm talking about me (laughs) go let her go let her be with the trees and hug on shit and let her lay with her crystals or what have you meditate and then you i'm saying you because there's a lot of like energy vampires where i'm like hey 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 go be in nature okay like how about i refer you to my therapist like yeah (laughs) you know what i mean it's like i'm I'm also flattered, okay? Let's not just – I'm also going to say that. Like, I'm not here to sit here and, like, trash on these people because, you know, they are individuals. I am flattered that people see that in me where they're like, oh, she's doing great. There's something about her. Well, like I said earlier in this episode, like, I really challenge those individuals to be like, what is it that you like? And then go find it for yourself. Find it for yeah. yourself. Do your self work real quick and then call me. Yeah. <laughs> is how I'm like. Yeah, you can circle back, <clears throat> maybe. I don't know, but my walls are up, so um, I don't know, guys, like or people, situations, or what have you. Like, nah, <laughs> I'm yeah. tired. <laughs> yeah, 
All right. So we're going to go ahead and take a little quick short break. And then we have um, so much more to talk about. Yes, we do. That was just a that was a little dip in the, the lake. <laughs> <laughs> little dip, little toe in the water. Yep. Yep. Okay, All right, guys, bye. we'll be right back. Hello, guys, and welcome back from the break. Hey, 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 we are here to spread some afterglow cheer. Yes, so we just got done talking about uh, the subject about sex on the first date. (laughs) 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 Oh, I I sounded like a, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. (laughs) I was going to say I sounded like a Beavis and Butthead. I love it. So yeah, I think um I think we talked about some really good stuff about it though. So um, but yeah, I think I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on sex on the first date? Would you do it? Do you do it? And um, DM us. Let us know. Comment on this episode on yeah. Spotify or you guys have our Instagram. You guys can always uh, so it's at afterglow underscore podcast. Send us a DM and um, tell us about your sex on the first date stories yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, do you guys got any horror stories oh my gosh <laughs> i can i can't even oh my gosh like i would love <laughs> to hear that like i mean chris you're a bartender or a mixologist like i'm sure i mean i don't know if they're spilling the tea at the bar but like oh gosh i would love you guys Send your horror stories about sex on the first date. Like, let me live through you vicariously because I think if you guys, um, if you guys want, we will like start. If you guys start messaging us and like asking questions and everything like that, we will keep it anonymous and we will talk about it on the episode. So, like, if you guys want to share anything with us, it could be not just about sex on the first date, but please do. That's like a top priority because that would be very interesting to read, but. Or anything in general, like questions on or what you want to hear or um, stuff like that. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, We've been putting it out there and nobody's messaged us anything yet. Like, let's (laughs) become part of our show. And again, we don't have to put you, we're not going to put your name because I'm all about privacy, but I would love to like hear some stories and then like just share like me and Chris's opinion about it or, or not even opinion, like a reaction or react to it or what have you. Like hold space is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. So, but I, I don't know, like I, now I'm like pondering, like would I really do sex on the first date? Right. Um, Cause yeah. now what I've shared, what I've shared, right. Because it, I mean, if you are just straight looking for sex, then that's different, but like, right. But for some people that aren't, like for me, sex is such a sacred space that like mm, that's a that's gonna be a no for me because I my you know, just like my own past trauma and past experiences, like I love my body and I think it's a very sacred space. And for someone to see it naked and fully see it, like you know, you, like you have to be very special for me to show yeah. that because it is my body. It is something that I honor and cherish and love. And like, I'm not going to just show it to anybody. Like, yeah, maybe in the past I did that, but mm, no, no, like it is definitely like I said, sacred energy and sacred space. And I'm just not going to show it to anybody. So yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to 
Yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, if Josh and I have done that recently. Like, if we, like, went on a date with a guy. I don't think we did, like, sex on the first date with them. I think, like, eventually, like, after seeing them on a couple other dates. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, I mean, I know we're kind of moving forward or moving on to the next topic. But, like, I've heard people experience going on a date and then, like, the guy or whatever expects them to have sex with them because they're like, well, I paid for the date or I paid for the dinner. Ew. And I'm like, that is so, <laughs> that is so crusty. Like if there is a individual that is taking you on a date and they're just like, do you want to go home with me? Or I, you know, you want to go whatever. And you politely decline and then they start becoming a douche canoe. There's a red flag right there. Like they're not honoring your boundaries. I would just straight up be like, I'm not a prostitute. Yeah, just because you bought me a meal, like I'm what? not giving you my coochie just because you bought me a freaking steak. Yeah, I mean, I could do it myself. I could do that myself. Amen. I can feed my own self. It's like it's like that scene from Austin Powers. Like whoop doo doo, Basil. What does it all mean? You know, like I, sir, thank you for the meal. I can feed myself. I appreciate that. But like, what are you going to do otherwise? Like, I need some like, you know, some girth here, not a f- meal. I appreciate that. But I make my own money. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Amen to that. Right. So <clears throat> um, since we're on the subject about sex, mm-hmm. um, I just want to like, I... How am I going to open this? Um, I actually feel like I personally can separate sex from love. Like sex is just sex. You know what I mean? But I make that known to that individual. Like, and I talked about that earlier, like when, you know, I was saying I was single for a while, I would be like, you know, hanging out with somebody and if we're like hooking up or whatever, and I'm like, this is just sex. Like there is nothing more. And, um, I just think that, I think that's where it goes into us, like Joshua and I hooking up with other guys together, you know what I mean? And I I think I've, and I think it makes it easier on me just because I'm like, this is just Josh and I will have like an agreement and we communicate. I'm like, this is just sex with this individual. And I think that's what makes it easier for us. Cause we're not like, we're not out here like, Oh, let's go fall for people are, gosh how, how am i going to explain this when we're hooking up with an individual it's just sex okay mm-hmm. and so i always get questions about josh and i hooking up with individuals from other people and they're like aren't you afraid he's going to fall in love with somebody else or he's going to favor somebody else over you and i'm like no because that's not going to happen <laughs> and nice. And the reason is because Joshua and I agree and we know how to separate that it's just sex. I'm, we're both here, like an individual, individual comes over. I'm like, we're doing this the same reason why you're doing this. You know what I mean? It's nothing more. So um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think people have a problem separating sex and love? I think from my perspective or my experience, because I'm such an, I'm very, I guess, emotion, not emotional. I'm, I am, yes, I'm a human. Of course I have emotions, but because I'm such an empath and I feel 
you know, and I'm, I guess, quote unquote, sensitive. Like for me, I don't know how to turn that off. I would be like, uh, I don't know how to do that. Right. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. just so like, oh, lovey. Like, I'm just a loving person and whatever. But I know on the other end, when I can feel other people, obviously, like I said, I'm an empath. I can tell when somebody is like, okay, you're not, you're just trying to search for sex. It ain't going to be with me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, even, even when it comes down to clients, like I do hair and I do have some male clients and I'm like, like, what is going on? Like, no, you know, it's (laughs) like, what is going on? Like, I I love it when she cuts my hair. (laughs) Oh yeah. Trim a little bit off the top. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh uh, or the ones that are like can i have an extra scalp massage no i'm not gonna give you an extra scalp massage that will you be- get asked that question uh-huh oh that's weird mm-hmm. i'd be like no homie i was be- I, knowing me i would be like yeah it's an extra 50 bucks <laughs> oh yeah i've said that I was like, yeah, you can have another one, but it'd be a hundred bucks. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it for free. And out of the, out of the fact that you like it, like, this sir, isn't community service, sir. No, like, yeah, I have, I have an individual that always says it, or like when I, when I, you know, every service does get a head, uh, a scalp massage, but when I, when I end the, with a specific person, they're like, oh, it's over. Yeah, it's over. I'm not gonna sit here and like continue said scalp massage. <laughs> like, is it over? Like, no. What do you think this is a happy ending? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck out. Of, <laughs> the fuck out of my chair, pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I'm just like, what is going on? It's, it's the same conversation. Oh, it's over. Yeah, it's always been that way. I've been doing your hair for two years. When has it not been over? Like, I could just see you like snapping your fingers and throwing your arm like oh shucks yeah it's fucking over oh oh oh, no it's over darn yeah yeah i do say some stuff back to this person and everyone at the salon is like oh my god carol i can't believe you and i'm like well he hasn't like i and a lot of people like why don't you fire him and i'm like well again because he's like 35 minutes i can handle this broski i don't mean he's not even a broski like i just he's a dude and he's older and whatever but I've shared in the previous episode that he doesn't like my hair. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, who are you, daddy? Like, sorry. Um, ew. But yeah, I know. Like, ugh, it's fine. It's fine. But basically, what I'm trying to say is uh, I'm not giving you a free scalp massage. Motherfucker. <laughs> so <clears throat> I just think like, I just think like, um, I, I, maybe I have a gift. And because I've had this conversation with so many other individual people that they're just like, oh, I can't separate sex like you like you can. And I'm just like, I I think I just it's I think it's more easier for guys, maybe. Yeah, I think so. And um, especially in the gay community, too. Right. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, the gay community is um uh, not just you know about rainbow and pride and you know running around with unicorns. It's also the part about the gay community is sex and um, you know we go to these nightclubs. We dance with our shirts off. We have drinks. There's 
clubs with back rooms that you can go into and get your dick sucked while you're drinking a vodka Red Bull. Wow. And, <laughs> and the, the thing is, that's the part of us celebrating our pride and us as a community because back, you know, we weren't allowed to. It right. was illegal to be a homosexual. So we're just like, we're going to fuck wherever we want. Sure. And you know what I mean? So I think it's a lot easier for us to do that and to separate that. And I think that's my separation between sex and love. And don't get me wrong. Like if I, Josh and I are seeing an individual together and we're sleeping with feelings do eventually grow for a person if it is getting like that, but it's like, we have that discussion and, um, we sit down and talk as the three of us, if it evolves in that, which in my opinion, that it doesn't happen often with Joshua and I, and I'm not saying we're going out and fucking everybody in town or <laughs> dating guys constantly. I mean, we haven't dated a guy in quite a very, very long time. And, um, but yeah, so I think that's why it's easier for, me to separate sex and love. Um, and I think like we go to jockstrap parties, there's gay campgrounds where you're allowed to be naked or um, have sex in the woods. Or like I said, the back rooms, there's tons of back rooms in LA, Chicago, all the bigger cities have them, Atlanta. And everybody, if you're gay and listening to this, y'all know what I'm talking about. If you know, you know, right? So, <laughs> so um, yeah. And the thing is, too, is like uh, we've gone to these clubs and, you know, gay clubs that have the back rooms. We don't go back there all the time. You know, not every time. There's, We've been on um, camping trips at gay campgrounds. We went, I think, twice last summer. We actually didn't hook up with anybody those two times that we went just because Josh and I were like, eh, I'm not really in the mood. I'm just here to have a good time and hang out by the pool or just lay out in the sun or be in the woods and enjoy nature with my fellow community, my other gay men friends, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> yeah. So that's yeah. my take on that. I don't know. Like, again, I just feel like there are some people that are like, yes, I think, sex is important in a relationship 100% right mm -hmm. I think that is a connection again very sacred so I feel like for some people that because it's so important to them they value that in a relationship that maybe that's why a lot of people are like yes to sex on a first date or not even first date like maybe sex right away win a week or what, whatever the case may be. Right. Cause again, maybe there's like, well, I don't want to be tied to this person where they just suck in bed. I'm just, that's just me trying to put myself in a situation that I'm like, mm, Oh honey, you got, you got to test drive the car before you buy it. Uh, <laughs> see, so that's my thing. It's like, is it really that bad to be sexually involved with someone right away? It depends on perspective, right? Like, again, I think there has to have an open conversation. Like, hey, what what are we doing? Like, what is this? Like, are you just uh, trying to just sleep with me and then, like, forget, abandon, not abandon me, but just, and say goodbye? You know what I mean? Ghost? Ghost, right? ghost. There, there we go. That's, there it is. Yep. 
not abandoned. My God, high trauma. Um, <laughs> oh I, like, I know when you said abandoned. I was like, oh God. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, trauma. Um, hello, my therapist. I know you're not listening to my podcast, but I think we need to work on abandonment issue. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I want to hug myself. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, pretty much like, are you just banging? Like, are you taking me out on like all these dates just to get in my pants and then just ghost you know what i mean like honestly like if if you literally are like doing that like that's expensive (laughs) i'm gonna take her out to like five dinners and a movie and all this stuff just for like what it guys come on you only last like fucking 10 minutes so just like (laughs) just for 10 minutes of just to get your nut in for 10 minutes and then like oh i'll see you later like i literally just dropped 500 bucks on dinner and drinks just for 10 minutes of my time. I mean, yeah. And I feel like <laughs> that is an ex- dang, that is hey. I'm just like stupid. Like, God. He's expensive, that $500 <laughs> kitty cat. Like, wow, girl, where's your bag? Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, I feel like, again, uh, there. I mean, I don't know. I've never been, clearly, I've never been on dating uh, apps. I don't know how the freaking thing works or what have you. But I've had a lot of girlfriends tell me it's obviously for if, if you're straight, right? We're talking about straight men and straight women. Like, I feel like for straight women, it's easier for them to get laid, right? Versus a straight man because from my understanding of what my girlfriends have been telling me they're like i get hit up all the time and i'm like well yeah i guess there's no problem getting dick you know but for some men i guess it's harder i don't know is that true can somebody dm me and like (laughs) clarify that like are some of my straight homie men having a hard try like they're just getting swiped left a lot like what's going on yeah, I have no idea. The hetero land is a little it's a different different subject. For, or I, I couldn't I couldn't I give know, an opinion that's on why it. I'm putting, I know that's why I'm putting I think yeah, we need yeah, a special yeah. we need a special heterosexual man to like be a guest. And I put that out there with that one sky daddy that I found on Instagram. Dude, what? Yeah, you should DM him. Yeah, but can you um I know this is like a very like uh you know shooting my shot out there, but sir, would you like to be a guest on my podcast and share your heterosexual ways with us? Because my mind needs some helping here. Like what? <laughs> like uh anyways, hi. So, so what do you think like the signs of the like red flags would be then? Obviously, we're talking about somebody that would probably ghost you if you just give up the kitty cat real quick you know what I mean you're afraid that he might ghost you like what well like if you're dating an individual what do you think those red flags would be first of all you said kitty cat now I want a kit cat um (laughs) (laughs) I okay so I feel like signs of I guess I call them situationships right um man I don't know this would be hard. Again, I'm just trying to like go from what my girlfriends have shared. It's like, okay, girls and guys and whatever. We're we're private investigators, right? Come on. We 
you're very good at like, hmm, let me figure out if this person is lying, right? Like, let's let's do some PI stuff. Here's the thing that nobody knows about a Capricorn is I can find out every little thing that you're not sharing <laughs> with me. I always tell my girlfriends, hey, give me his email address and I'll find some shit. I'll find some tea. You want to know? I got you, girl. I'll find it. I'll find I'll find out what his cousin and his aunts and whatever the fuck they're doing. Damn. Yeah, I know. They always come to me like, Carol, like, help me. Uh, OK, I don't do it as much anymore. But like if, if the case, if there needs to be, then I will just because that's like a, that's a, such an energy drainer. It can be a lot. But like if you need me to find out, like, you know, some stuff, I will. But going back to like red flags, I, I guess feel like a afterglow P.I. <laughs> Ooh, tender. I love that. Charlie's <laughs> Angels Afterglow PI. Heck yeah, I am a Charlie's Angel. Anywho, um yes. <laughs> so I guess like first of all, you would need to investigate his Instagram or social media, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and like check out who he's following. Cause if he's got like so many freaking all these like hot ass girls that are half naked, like tons of them. Like, hi, that's kind of a red flag for me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll be like, dude, what the hell? Like, why do you have like that? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, you just scroll and I'm like, you have a thousand hot babes. Like, I ain't it then for you. You know what I mean? Like, bye. You're just looking for a situation, <clears throat> what have you? Um, mm. I guess another red flag for me would be I don't want to fill someone's void. You know what I mean? Like we talked about that. Like, yeah, if you have something going on that you're not holding space with and, and you're trying to find me or find others to fill that void, it ain't that's a red flag. Like, I don't want to be someone else's addiction. You know what I yeah. mean? I don't want to be somebody's. Like, oh, she's healing. She can fix me and heal me. No, bro. Like, ain't it? Like, no. Um, red flag. Um, uh, another red flag would be if somebody is clearly still in a relationship, right? And they're trying to, like, talk to me. And I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, <laughs> how can I help you? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, filling a void. Like, what is happening? Like, what's going on? Or they're not sharing with me, like, what's going on. Like, what? Like, I don't know. Um, what do you, what about you? Is there anything? All this, all this is obviously standing out, right? Like, yeah. So I, I definitely, um, mine is aggressive messages. Oh. So for instance, um, if I'm busy and I don't respond to you at a, timely matter and then they just this happens all the time like on like uh grinder and like scruff like people will like be like hey and then like you're like hey what's up or whatever and then like you're talking for like just small talk whatever and if you're on grinder you, you say hey and then hey and then it's usually dick pic but <laughs> <laughs> but um that's one one red flag for me <laughs> unsolicited dick pic like immediately right. like only like two words were exchanged. Um, second is um, aggressive messaging, like as in like, um, <clears throat> well, I guess you're not interested since you haven't responded yet. I, I have a fucking life. That, that happens. I see it on my Facebook. I see it on people's like stories that it happens all the time where mm. guys 
We'll just be like, yep, they'll share screenshots of the conversation. Well, obviously, you're not interested, so because you haven't responded to me, blah, blah, blah. I'm at fucking work. You know what I mean? Right. Or I'm watching a movie or like chill the fuck out. You know what I mean? I can't stand that. And then like, don't get me wrong. There's like times like I'm talking to somebody and um, like I didn't respond within like two days. And they're just like, well, obviously you don't give a shit. And I'm <laughs> just like, I'm clearly just didn't know what to say or respond or I forgot. You know what I mean? But I'm like. Obviously, red flag, like, block, like, sure, sure. you know what I mean? Um, another one for me is substance abuse. Um, yeah. I um, constantly will get Josh and I, not constantly, but it's happened a few times. Josh and I have a Scruff account. And if you guys don't know what Scruff is, which uh, everybody's heard of Grinder. If you don't know what Grinder is, Grinder is a dating hookup site for gay men. And basically just is, shows you... Um, the closest gay guy near you and it has like a profile picture or whatever it's like gave it's for like it's tinder for gays on steroids with sex like as in like it's more sexual hmm. Scru scruff is um online dating for gays too but it's more of like the bear community thicker type guys bearded you know what i mean so it's not like um the pretty skinny twinkies aren't really on there twinkies <laughs> Twinks, you know what I mean? That's what you call young gay men. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and so um, anyway, uh, substance abuse, where I'm getting at that, is Josh and I have sometimes got messages like, hey, want to come over and smoke some Tina and watch porn and have sex? And I'm like, um, no, I don't want to come over to your house and smoke crystal meth and watch you Good Lord. play with your penis that you can't get hard because <laughs> you're so high on drugs. Like, uh, That's a red flag, definitely. Yeah. Um, my other one is uh, anger management issues. Mm. I guess that goes into like aggressive text messaging. Um, the other thing is uh, narcissism. <clears throat> yeah. Or um, cockiness. I don't – I can't stand – like Josh and I have been on like dates before with guys. Um, this is a long time ago. And then like – we went on this really terrible – we met up with this guy online a long time ago. We were in Iowa. We were at a bar, and he was just like, well, my car, this, and I do that, and I know, blah, 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 and I, 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 I me, 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 and I make, me. I make this much at my job, and I'm just like, I'm so bored right now. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's, yeah. It, and I'm like, Josh, we need a round of shots if I'm going to get through this. And then I'm just 30 minutes later, I'm like, we got to go. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I would say definitely cockiness into themselves. Um, and um, I would say definitely lack of trust. Ooh. Yeah. So those, Ooh. Are, those are mine. Like trust Ooh. issues are a huge thing for me. Um, and the thing about with polyamory and everything like that, you, it's communication and trust. You know what I mean? It's right. that, that is the key. If you want to be poly is communication. Talk about fucking everything, everything, every single thing. And you have to trust the individual. 
and it's not going to work if you cannot trust this person or communication. And, and if you're going behind someone's back and doing wrong, breaking the rules, I would say, um, then polyamory is not for you, period. You just are a garbage person that likes to cheat. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Oof. Um, so you shared a lot of like, hi, 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 hi. Um, I resonate with the passive aggressive communication. I'm not into that. Um, you know, I've shared before that I, I'm a multidimensional woman. I have a lot of stuff that I enjoy and I do things because of it keeps me happy. It keeps me grounded. It keeps me healthy. Like, um, I've had some friendships where they get a little bit weird by sometimes I post stuff on my story. And yeah, if I get like a message or direct message or someone's texting me and then they get mad because they see me like posting stories, like I'm not going to check my DMs right away. Like you have my phone number. And even if people do text me and I still don't get back to them, it's not because I'm avoiding you. It's because I'm like, Chris said, I have a fucking life and I'm doing things. And, um, it's nothing personal. It's just me doing, doing life. And I, you know, I get pulled in so many directions. Um, but yeah, like another red flag for me too would be, uh, definitely substance abuse. Um, you know, like obviously I've shared that I still drink and stuff like that. But like if somebody turned out to be a monster when they have alcohol in them, no, I'm sorry. Um, Absolutely not. There's a good, in my opinion, there's a good drunk. There's a bad drunk. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to go down that path because I've already, you know, my binge drinking is something that I'm not going down that path anymore. And I don't want to go down that path with someone else because I know how I was when I was drinking. I wasn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't a good person. Um, therefore I don't want to be around someone like that because that's just going to trigger me. So no. Um, also a red flag would be somebody not listening to my boundaries. If I say no, it's a no. And yes, I'm not going to move forward. If they're not taking my no and they're trying to convince me and turning into a yes, that's a red fucking flag. 100%. Like, absolutely. You know, like consent is my huge thing for me in all areas of my life. Like, so if you're not listening to my no, then I'm going to take my yes and say my yes to saying goodbye and not um, having anything to do with this individual and any individual. Um, I honor myself and like, I have so much love for myself that, that I don't need that energy. So yeah, that's a huge red flag. Consent um, is sexy. It is. Isn't it tender? I love that for me and uh, <laughs> for anyone else. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like it's uh, yeah, that, and what you shared too, like the whole, like, I don't like when somebody tells me about how much money they make or what they have or what have you. Cause I'm like, I don't care about materialistic things. Um, I don't care about how money, how much money you make. I care about how you treat people, right? Like, cool. You have a car. Cool. You have a job. Cool. This cool that. But like, how are you treating people? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I could give a fucking shits less about that. And I'm also not going to treat people that make less money like 
different either. Like if, if there's somebody that's humble, period, like those are the type of people I love. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cool. Like you're humble about it. I mean, I have so many people in my life that you wouldn't even know that they make good money. I would have no idea. You know, I was like, wait, what? Cause they keep it to themselves and they're very just like, again, humble about it. Where I'm like, well, that's so interesting. I love that for them. I love that. Yeah. If you want to get my attention, I would say you have to be a good tipper and then tell me about your spiritual meditation journeys you've been on. Ooh. That's how you win me over. Oh, <laughs> tell me the stories that you decided to here. Rewind. If somebody told me the stories that they went through where that could have broken them, but they decided to move through it and be a better person and not bitter, you have my fucking attention. Um, if somebody's going to hold themselves accountable and tell me like their part of their story instead of blaming someone else, here's another red flag is if somebody is blaming their ex. Oh, yeah. Like, mm, no, I don't really give a shit about what your ex did. What did you do? Mm-hmm. that you're not sharing with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a red flag. Like they're like, "Oh, my ex this, my ex that." That's great. Are we tell me you're not healed from your ex without telling me. Shall yeah. we? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um so yeah, I hear that a lot where people are like, "My ex this, my ex that, my ex that." And I'm like, "You're not moved on." So, um <laughs> I, I I heal I wish you the best. <laughs> and sorry to break it to you. It wasn't just him. It was both of you. Yeah. So <laughs> if you guys that, like I said, if you have, it's not even just with guys, it's like friendships too. Like I hear it too, where they're like blaming other people. I'm like, Hey, I don't, I don't know this person. So tell me what you did. Okay. Yeah. They're not, they're not here to defend themselves. Like it takes two, there's two sides of every story. So that's great. Like, and I will cut someone off and be like, I don't want to hear about that person. I want to know what you did. Tell me what you're doing, how you're feeling. So let's backtrack. Okay. Let's not play victim. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, oh my goodness. So much good stuff. I guess, um, I feel like I touched a little bit and I've explained kind of mine and Josh's. Yeah, I did polyamorous stuff and everything like that pretty well with everybody and then um yeah so i think like we did pretty good this episode um i wanted like i think every individual like what i wanted to share what i was saying is is that communications and i think like you need to be communicating with everybody like perfectly like not perfectly but getting lay out some ground you know what i mean like when you're seeing somebody like, are we, what are we doing here? Like we, we talked about. And <clears throat> I recently just did this recently with somebody in my life. And I'm just like, you know, first off, like we were out drinking with friends or whatever. It was an individual. It was a guy that I liked. And then I just straight up told him and I was like, cause he kept flirting with me, grabbing my ass or, <laughs> and then like whatever. And then I'm just like, I literally pulled him aside and I was like, what are we doing here? Do you know what I mean? Like, are we friends? Are we just hooking up? Like, what do you want? Why are you here? (laughs) And (laughs) where are we going? And I'm glad that I mature enough now to do that because like, and I felt like I leveled up when I did that because, and I've been doing it a lot more, but 
my old self, I guess what I'm trying to say would never do that. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know if it comes with age that I'm doing it or like I just, um, you know, have healed a lot of from my past that I'm like, I'm going to just lay out this ground and figure out what's going on. And I think what I'm trying to say is I think everybody needs to do that when they're seeing somebody or whenever you're confused and you're just like, I've been hanging out with this guy. I'm not sure where it's going. You know what I mean? Like we hang out, whatever. We kind of hooked up a few times, but I want to be with him, but it's not sure. What I always hear from people is it's complicated. I don't know. I'm not sure. And I'm like, ask them. And I'm not kidding. I hear this all the time. Well, I just can't just ask him. I'm like, why Why the fuck not? You know what I mean? Ask him. And then, well, I just don't want to freak them out is what I always hear too. And I'm like, freak the motherfucker out then. And if he gets freaked out, he ain't worth it. You know what I mean? Ask him. Just straight up ask them what they're doing. Like, what are you doing together? Like, what's going on? And I think you need that clarity and you have every right to know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think going but, back. To, oh, go, go ahead. Um, <laughs> first of all, it's twelve twelve, so um, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it goes back to, you know, people are afraid of rejection, right? So here's the thing: what is the, what is the worst thing that could happen? Okay, he they get freaked out, or if you ask them, like, are we? are we are we moving forward to the next thing like what are we like i see us becoming something serious like how about you and if this person says no then here's the thing uh rejection is just redirection right like right yes so if you're confused and you're holding space with this individual and you're gonna waste your time like what are you no like and I think what you're saying is like we're just growing up and like you're you're in your peace and like your energy is so important, right? Like where you expend your energy. So you're just like, I don't have the time to waste anymore. I'm getting older. We're getting closer to our 40s. Like what what is this, right? Like so again, just utilizing that energy of like, okay, we're not on the same page, like sucks right because it's like i like this individual or what have you whatever the case may be and then just be like all right well you're just helping me redirect somewhere else so thank you for your time and wish you luck right right um what conversations do you think we like people should have when meeting somebody you know what i mean like what conversations do you think that are important like Mm -hmm. I would guess you'd say like when it's a first date, like, what do you think? I, I think like the first date and again, you might be scaring some people off, which is fine. Be like, what are you looking for? You know, like, what do you want? Like, are you wanting a little committed relationship? Are you looking for a casual thing or like, you know, like just get it out on the table. Just do it. You know, just do it. Like Shia LaBeouf, just, do it you know (laughs) just just take it and do it um so yeah like just say like you know i am looking for a committed relationship like what about you and again you guys you can if you're just more aware you can kind of you can tell when someone's lying if they say yes and they're kind of like squirmish or like 
they're looking away or what have you or they change the subject that's 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 a no you know even if they're not giving you the no um i just think too like and maybe i'm wrong like maybe you guys should have a conversation of like do you have kids you know because like if somebody is like i don't want to get in a relationship with someone that has kids well it's really important to ask if they have children or not right because there's that energy of like oh well okay there is like another individual that's going to be part of this like situation right like a baby mama or a baby daddy you know what I mean? like you gotta ask yourself if that's like the energy you want in your life um and then you know maybe ask them the ask them the hard conversation like okay so you have a kid or you have kids or like what's the relationship like with um you know the how's the co-parenting and i don't know ah yes i was just about to say that that is a very important question if i was with somebody if i was seeing somebody or on a date and they mentioned they have kids i honestly would be like what's your relationship like with the baby mama or your baby daddy because i think it's important how they treat that individual I'm sorry, like your baby mama, your baby daddy might be trash of the earth, whatever the case may be, but do they still respect them and be civil with them as a person? Right. And if they don't, I think that's a red flag for me just because that's the mother of your child. That's the father of your child, child underline. Yes. And... Honestly, if you had a child with an individual, you made that commitment to go through with that. So you should show that person some sort of respect. You know what right. I mean? Because you that's what you do. You it's almost like a like you it's like uh what am I trying to say? Uh, it's like almost like a, a vow, taking a vow. You know what I mean? Like marriage type of thing. Like I will always, you should respect that person. Well, and also coming from divorce, right? A child of divorce. My parents didn't have, I mean, they did the best that they could, right? But their co-parenting was was also influenced by the individuals that they were with, right? Sure. Pretty shitty. Um, But it is what it is. But like, if... So, yeah, so I've already had that experience where I'm like, mm, I've been through that. So if I were to date someone that has children and I ask them, like, what is their relationship with the co-parent? And if they're like, it's not well, again, it's a red flag for me because you also, as being the child of divorce, you are also showing your children like mm-hmm. how to respect other people. Exactly. And, yeah. And what kind of love they deserve. And I'm like, mm, no, don't like that. Don't honor that. It's none of my business, like how you parent, but it is my business moving forward. Like if I want to be in this connection, right. Because I'm just like, no, I don't think you should ever re- disrespect um, your children's parent or other parent. Right. Like mom. Right. Dad. Um, now, I'm not saying you should like, you know, yeah, it, you might not you might not honor the individual for like how it went or what have you or what choices they're making. But at least just just be a good do the best you can as a co-parent for sure. You know, um, yeah, so that would be some a conversation I would have. Um, I, I'm big on like 
asking about goals and stuff like so where do you see yourself in like five years or you know like just asking those deeper questions I, I I'm a person that doesn't like small talk like I'll make the small talk but I'm like this is just dreadful like I want to know more than just like hey how are you how's the weather how's the sports team or what have you like yeah no like I'm sorry I, I can't do that I just can't but yeah 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 definitely and I feel like um once you're like asking these like community quite like these conversation questions like and stuff like that that's when you're like actually getting to know the individual I couldn't imagine like going on a date and it's just small talk the whole time and be like yep there's obviously not a connection there yeah um I think uh conversations to ask on like first when you're meeting somebody like on a first date um I would just like how do you feel about traveling is one of mine like where mm. like what what kind of places you would like to go to and why you know what I mean because I feel like people that want have a certain destination they want to go to has a story behind it and like I want to know and get to know a person like why did they pick that spot and it's going to open up well, my grandmother's from there and you're going to get to know, opens up the door about learning about their family or um, I want to go there because, um, I mean, one of my goals in life is to go to the um, Temple of Diana, which is in Turkey. And I'm like, well, why do you want to go there? Well, you know, I um, love my deity that I like to work with is Diana, the huntress. You know what I mean? Um And then it would open up my spiritual side or something like that. So it's like that. I think that conversation, that question is very important. Um, And then it's kind of like, um, do you like your job? You know what I mean? Like, how do you feel about your workspace and how do you handle it and stuff like that? Because then it's going to open up that door as how this person uh, handles stress. And I think that's very important to learn if you're jumping in a relationship with somebody. Um, I was like another thing I was, it's, something that just popped in my head is I was reading like the first few things to do with somebody is to um, like the first year of dating someone or first two years of dating is uh, to go travel with an individual and then um, see how they, how you guys work together while traveling. For sure. You know, like uh, if you guys get lost, is this person going to be screaming, yelling about it or is it going to be just an adventure type of thing? I think that's important eventually in the relationship. Um, but yeah, I think those are the things I would ask. Another thing is I would ask about their parents. Um, I just love yeah. there's something about a man that respects their mother. Is like absolutely. Ooh, there's something about that where I'm like love that so freaking much like that is a big turn on is yeah. the amount of respect that a man has for his mom um because your mom's a queen and their mothers our mothers gave birth right like mm-hmm. how do you not respect a woman like that so i definitely am that is something that i'd be like okay so and then how about your relationship with your father and if it wasn't a good one like okay um and I hope that they've healed that part because there is something to be said about also a man who's had turbulent times with their father because that could also lash out to how they interact with me, right? Or mm-hmm. what have you. Um, 
it's like, whoa, man, like your 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 anger, your projection of like what happened with your father is really shown here. Like I can see it. Um, so, but like again, just being like, well, he is who he is. Like it happened. Like you know, my father is him, and what have you. And I've moved on, and like I love him. Like he's my he's my pops, you know. But um, yeah. Again, if a man respects his mom, like hi. Yeah. Hi, Daddy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that that's a that's a huge that's a huge green flag for me. Let's just say that. Absolutely. I agree a thousand percent. Um, what questions do you think like you would ask an individual um before tying the knot with them? Like what what would you do um before you get married? So I just first want to say that you and Josh have like are just so amazing because oh. I love yes because you guys you've shared that you guys did therapy together before you got married and I was we like did. Damn, damn I would have done that for sure I would have made sure um and that makes sense right because a lot of people like even I think what is it Catholic or something I don't remember there's certain ch- churches that like recommend you doing that yep um so I just want to say I honored that for you guys. I think that was amazing that you did that. Um, but the conversations I think we should be having before anyone ties the knot is finances, right? You need to mm-hmm. have those conversations of like, all right, so how are we going to do this, right? Like, do you believe in having a same bank account or do you believe that we should have separate bank accounts and then we have one that we contribute to together, right? Like, um, so that would probably be something I'd recommend. Also finances is like their debt, right? Like looking at each other's debt and being like, okay, cause when I marry you, this is what is going to be coming. This is now our debt. Right. 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 Um, so just being clear and honest, like, oh, you have this like, um, well, you know, and then again, like holding space, like, well, I'm not going to get married to you until you've cleared this up, you know? Um, and if they get mad, then they get mad. But it's true. Like, you are marrying this person's stuff, right? Like, all the stuff. Um, also, just being open and honest of, like, well, how are we going to handle things if it goes, like, this way? Like, how are we going to handle if one of us loses a job, right? Like, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Or um, how are we going to handle if someone is really sick, Right. Cause that has been a fear of mine because of my mom passing away from breast cancer. I'm like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen if something, you know, and it's not my story, but it's true. Like what, what if something were going to happen? Like we all know Carol is an adrenaline junkie. Like what happens if something happens? Like I break something like knock on wood, you know what I mean? And I'm out like, um, so just having that support, you know? Um, and then, yeah. Um, what else? What else? What about you? I know I'm missing some stuff. Um, I think I would say, let's see, definitely finances. Um, we talk about money for sure. Um, and then honestly, <clears throat> back to like Josh and I going through therapy, like I think that was the most smartest thing I think I've ever done in any, the most I think, yeah, smartest and most mature thing I've ever done in any relationship I've ever been in. Um, Just because we learned how to communicate with each other 
um, better than what we were doing at the time. And um, so I, I would say, how do you, I would ask like, how do you feel if things get really rocky ever, how are we going to fix it? Would, would you go to therapy with me if mm. something ever came up terribly? You know what I mean? Um, would you ever want to like fix a situation? You know what I mean? Instead of just tossing in the towel, like I'm not going to marry you. If for instance, we hit a bump in the road or something happens and you're just like, okay, I'm out. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm going to cheat on you just so you know, and I, we got to go to therapy, but I'm just saying like, if it could be anything, you know what I mean? Um, I would ask, um, like, where, what do you want to do in the next few years? You know what I mean? Like, are we right. going to invest in anything together? Um, do we want to purchase a house? Um, where do you see, um, you know, do you, how are we going to do vehicles, transportation type of things? Um, I would also um, see, like, where do we want to live? Like, do, you know what I mean? Like, are we, where, where do you see yourself retiring at? You know right. what I mean? Like, would you want to stay in the state or would you want to go somewhere else? Um, because I don't want to marry you. If you're going to be like, I want to live in Hawaii when I want to live in the mountains, you know what I mean? Cause right. then we're both, one of us are going to be completely unhappy. Um, <clears throat> whichever one we go to that are opposite. And then um, I'm trying to think what else I would say. Um, kids. I was just going to say, yep. Kids. Yep. How do you feel about children? Um, are you wanting kids? Are you wanting kids? Personally, um, when I was dating Joshua, he wanted children. And I just told him when we were dating, I was like, I'm going to give you the heads up right now. I, I don't want children. And I laid out A, B, and C, my reasons why. And then um, Joshua ended up um, changing his mind on it. He doesn't want children anymore. But and then, like, I'm not going to lie, you guys. I get babysick, like, as in, like, um, I see my husband around our nieces and nephews. And I'm like, damn, he would be a fucking good dad. Oh. And I'm like, oh, gosh. And then everybody's like, it's never too late. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but he is an amazing – he's so good with children. And um, he would be an excellent dad. But, I mean, that's what we decided on together. So I would ask that question for sure. And then um, – uh, when you were mentioning about people getting sick, um, I, uh, I would ask, um, how do you feel about when, what are we going to do with our parents when they get old? Oh, I think that's a very serious question. Yeah. Um, and I think individuals need to discuss that before they get married, um, and lay that out. And because, you know, one person in the marriage might be like, well, my mom's moving in with us when she gets old. And then the husband's going to be like, God damn, no, she's not. And then, like I said, one individual is going to be happy. The other one's going to be miserable. So you guys need to lay that out before getting married as well. For sure. For sure. Oof. 
uh, yeah, he said a lot of stuff here that I was like, yep, 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 yep. Like, especially like the kids thing. Um, I don't know where I'm going with like, I, there was a moment in my life that I wanted to have children. I think they're great. I love them. You know, um, I could see myself being a really good mother, but I'm trying not to go there with the whole, well, I know what I know about myself, right? Like, do I want to make another little me with all the shit that I've done and be like, well, here's my trauma. Like, (laughs) you know, like here's my past addictions and what have you. But I'm also like, I can't think that way. That's fear, right? Like I can't. I can't. And I just had this moment with a client and it made me sad. Like I wanted to hug her where she's like, yeah, I really wanted to have kids. And then I found out my mom's schizophrenic and I was like, no, like, I don't want to make a child and like, you know, like be scared that that's going to happen to this individual if I make this child. And I was like, wow, that was, that was deep. Like when she shared that with me, (laughs) I was like, and she's like, well, you know, now it's too late. Like I can't. And I'm like, whoa, like that was really, again, that was very deep. And I was like, I respect that. I honor that. But I was just like, I know that I'm doing that too, where I'm like, well, I have ADHD. I have all this stuff or what have you. And I'm like, what if I create another little me with all this? But (laughs) you don't know, right? That's the whole thing about having children is like, don't let fear stop you from doing something that potentially could not be that, right? It's just like, in whatever, in divine timing. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. If not, maybe in another lifetime, you know? In the meantime, I like, I'll have some dogs, you know? Same. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, I just, um, I, I always make a joke because people, I we get it all the time. People are always like, are you and Joshua ever going to have children? I'm like, absolutely fucking not. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. And then, but they're just like, why? But I'm just like, and I have my reasons. And I just, uh, I, I don't know how I kept my dog alive for 13 years, <laughs> let alone raising a child. Like, I would probably forget to feed it is my joke. I always say, (laughs) Um, but it's like, um, yeah, I mean, everybody has their own opinion on why they, they do what they do and their choices and stuff like that. But I just, um, I like to be, I'm such an Aquarius. I, I like my independence. I don't like to be, um, tied down to anything. And, um, I mean, like, I obviously I'm married and that's completely different than having a child, but um, I like my freedom and everything like that. And I'm, and I get honestly my fix from my niece and nephews. Like I'm just like, and I'm like with them and then I can always give them right back. You know what I mean? And so I think that's where I get my child fix from, I guess you would say. But um, yeah, like I think having the discussion about kids is very important because not everybody wants to have them. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, kids are expensive. Like, (laughs) Like, oh my God. And just being in the hair industry and the abuse I get when it's like prom and homecoming, I'm like, I'm being abused. Like, (laughs) like, like, what is this? And I don't know. Like, uh, yes, I think just being a parent and 
being a parent is such a gift. You know, I have so many friends who are parents. Absolutely. Gosh, they look they look beat up though. I'm like, <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> like they look I have friends that have three kids. I'm like, are you okay? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I can see that. Like you just I mean, oh my gosh. Um just quickly, I know like this is off topic, but one of my friends, um, she has a, a son and I could tell that he was like kind of like just infatuated with me, you know, um, and he was two at the time and he came to the salon um, and I was like walking to the shampoo bowls or whatever and he spanked my butt and I was like, I stood oh. there. Yeah. So I stood there and I'm like, Carol, you know, this is funny, but you have to be the prime example, right? Like you have to be the, so I turned around and I like, look, I got down to his level. I'm like, you don't do that to anybody. I go, I know I'm mommy's friend, but you don't spank anybody's butt. And then he's laughing. And then I had to go to the bathroom because I'm dying because it's funny, <laughs> right? Like it's so funny, but it's so inappropriate. And I didn't want to like, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want this behavior to be known that it was funny. I was like, oh, my God, I have to right. be adults right now and tell this kid, like, you don't do that. <laughs> but yeah, that's my my funny kid moment. They're just, they're funny. They're and kid, so Kids funny. are great. And, like, it is, like, if you are a parent, it's definitely a blessing to have a child. And kids are really awesome. They're so much fun. And, um, I mean, yeah. I have my niece. I'm so lucky. My niece and my nephews, they're all such sweet. Um, I mean, I parents are very lucky to have them. It's just like I said, it's just it's not for everyone. Well, it's in here's the thing, you guys. You parents, my friends who are parents, I love you so much. You guys are the real MVPs. And here's the thing. I don't think parents get enough credit. They get one holiday, like Father's Day and Mother's Day. Are you kidding me? Like you guys deserve, <laughs> you guys deserve every day because that's a job that you ain't getting paid for. And I'm like, oh my God, like here's my crown to you guys. Like my, my friend parents, I see you, I hear you, I get you, I love you. Just in case no one has told you that, like you're doing the dang thing. Shout out to all those awesome mom and dads. We love you tender i love that for them yeah all right well i think we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode yes so basically you guys what this episode eight is was all about was like the different stages between seeing each other dating officially becoming a boyfriend and girlfriend or a partner and then lead up to marriage and going back again like i want you to hold space with yourself while you listen to this episode um and going back to what I challenged you all like what came up for you like what what are you feeling how are you feeling like what what in this moment what what triggers are coming up for you and really allowing yourself to hold that space within thyself and really practicing that yet again the thing that we always have been preaching is is self-love love thyself baby love thyself love thyself like a rupaul says if you can't love yourself how the hell can you love somebody else can i get an amen i can give you a hallelujah baby <laughs> <laughs> um so if you guys aren't following us on instagram please do it is at afterglow underscore podcast um throw us a message and 
Uh, we would love to hear from you guys because uh, we want to start putting like your guys' questions online and talk about them in episodes. Even if you guys like have some stories you guys want to share, please, please message us. We'll keep it anonymous and we will share your story if you want the world to hear it and you feel like you have something that you need to get out into the world. We would love to share that message for you and give a little bit of our input on it if you want or if you guys don't want us to put our input but you still want us to share it we still will so it's at, at afterglow underscore podcast and yeah we appreciate all of you and love you guys so much and thank you guys for being so patient on episodes um and please be sure to like and share the podcast and especially our episode seven episode on youtube yes and be sure you guys to please check that out on youtube it was such a special experience that i got to experience with chris and again i have shared some stuff on there that was oof like it was it was a lot but um i'm just happy that i was able to hold space with you guys and christopher was there and again shout out to mike for putting that together um christopher's friend like amazing amazing stuff so thank you guys so much i love you ah all right guys take care and thanks again bye